0: have you been? They're heading in this direction. What are we going to do? We'll be sent to the Spice Mines of Kessel, smashed into Faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's another episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. With the new year, we have a new format for you and all our great faker listeners out there. We're going to offer you this year several interviews with star wars fans crazy people uh you know just anyone out there in the galaxy who has something interesting to say about star wars and i'm very pleased to announce our first guest with this new format is mr film nerd from the esteemed movie review website film-nerd.com with me here in the studio so
1: uh how are you film nerd
0: can i just call you
1: nerd uh yeah sure that's fine with me and thank you for saying my website is esteemed
0: (laughs) yes yes well we want to make sure we get the dash in there the hyphen because if you just go to filmnerd.com it takes you to some very strange uh, Russian hacker site that will probably get the FBI <laughs> knocking at your door so yeah
1: absolutely
0: I mean we have enough Russian trolls in our basement as it is pumping out these fake rumors so <laughs> like they wouldn't fit in the in the um, studio so
1: yeah exactly
0: you know p- pizza boxes just lining the, the up to the ceiling I mean there's just no room for that
1: yeah, I know, and then all the Mountain Dew cans you have to go through.
0: That's right, that's right. Um, so, uh, Filner, we're just really happy to have you on. And uh, one of the first questions we like to ask, uh, you know, guests is, um, how did you enter the Star Wars world? Like, what was your entry point into this crazy universe we call Star Wars fandom?
1: All right. Um, well, I'm. You know, I was born after the original trilogy came out. I was like negative eight when Return of the Jedi came out. Um, My introduction to it, I'd say, was probably when I was little. My folks and I went on vacation to Destin, Florida, and I remember this is back when video stores were still around. May, may they rest in peace.
0: I think there still is one blockbuster somewhere in like Podunk, uh, Maine, or South Dakota.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's. I think the last one that's left is in like is in like Alaska or something. I can't remember. Ex- I think the video store we went to was like a Suncoast Video. If that takes you back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> those existed. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, I remember we rented the original trilogy on VHS, and it might have been the original unaltered versions of the trilogy. It wasn't like the special edition or anything. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember I watched those when I was a kid and immediately fell in love with them. Like, I think my parents have actually told me that when we started watching them, I was like quoting the movie back, like just really getting into it. Sure, sure. I was kind of at that age. Like, I was eight when the Phantom Menace came out and you know, I was obviously the target audience for it. And I just ate that movie up as a kid. <laughs> so you are a prequel fan from the word go. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm one of those who as a kid enjoyed them. But then as I got older, uh, cause I actually rewatched all the star Wars movies prior to rise of Skywalker c- coming out. And I hadn't seen Phantom Menace in like years. So I watched it again and I was just like, Wow, this movie is really not that good. <laughs> You're horrified? Well, I wasn't I wouldn't say I was necessarily horrified. I was just like, wow, this movie is actually really boring because like other than a few exciting moments like maybe the pod racing and the fight with Darth Maul that movie is, like, incredibly slow.
0: Well, I mean, it is refreshing to hear, you know, the opinion of someone like yourself who is just been imbibed in Star Wars their whole lives, has had strong opinions their whole lives, their whole mm-hmm. life about Star Wars, but yet was somehow able to change their opinion on one of the movies without, uh, you know, some kind of compulsion or a gun to their head. Um, this is a good <laughs> sign. I, I really hope that Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers listens in and, uh, you know, for too long he has been uh, just too positive about the things going on in the Star Wars universe. And maybe after he listens to this, he'll develop a little bit more of like a critical perspective and become a bit more of a hater. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a hater of Star Wars. You know, I love Star Wars to death. It's just, you know, if something's not very good, I'm going to say that it's not very good. Right. Well, you may
0: have, uh, you may not know this, but I myself am a bit of a, a prequel doubter, um, a denier, as it were. You know, I know that's a bit of a bad word to be a denier, but um, I live in that world. I was a little older than you, so I can remember like watching Empire Strikes Back on Betamax, and I oh, yeah. saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. Um, but you know, like you, I was also extremely excited about uh, the prequels. I walked out shaking my head, though. I think, you know, I had sprouted a few more pubes than you had at that time, and maybe it was the testosterone was just making me, like, toxic as a, you know, this hyper-toxic masculinity. <laughs> I just saw through that movie from the beginning, and I never really liked them. Oddly enough, uh, you know, the last few years have have softened the edges around Stormduper's helmet, so I've yeah. kind of come the other way a little bit. I still, they're not my favorite, you know, but... Um, mm-hmm. I can see why you had that opinion. So uh, I guess, how did you then enter the sort of online world of, of film criticism and Star Wars? I mean, your website has a lot of different movies. You, you uh, Right now, if you go on there, the first thing you see is, uh, I mean, other than your review of the movie Parasite, um, you see all your reviews on Star Wars. So it seems like you've kind of given them a feature on your site. Is that right?
1: It's kind of interesting the way it works. Um, I like to sort all my re- reviews in categories. Um, and with some of the Star Wars movies that are on the homepage, that just so happens to be the most recent uh, posts of those categories that show. It's not it's not really like set to feature those, but yeah, they just kind of happen to be on the homepage.
0: So it's just a happy accident now that uh, if fans listen to this interview and they want to get on film-nerd.com, they're right there for your, for your uh, perusal. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Nice. So, uh, I mean, what did you think, you know, leading up to The Rise of Skywalker? And then how was your experience watching it, I guess, afterwards?
1: In terms of the lead up to Rise of Skywalker, like like I said before, I've always been a huge Star Wars fan. Like, even though some of the movies haven't been very good, I've still held out, held out hope for them. Um, you know, when the new movies came out, like Force Awakens blew me away completely. Hmm. Uh, Rogue One, I... I wasn't, I, I did like it at the time, but I was also like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've since gone back and I'm like, you know, it's actually not that bad. Um, but then of course the dreaded last Jedi came out and like everybody like got their pitchforks and torches up and we're just going <laughs> to storm into Kathleen Kennedy's office. She's a witch. Burn her. Burn her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I'm probably going to get some protests for this, but I enjoy The Last Jedi. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know someone who has an opinion that is that is different from everybody else's. Blasphemy. How dare you think for yourself, film nerd? That is offensive. <laughs> that is, You're going mean, to trigger me. Yeah. I mean, I will admit, like, The Last Jedi, I don't think is is a perfect movie. Like, there are some things about it I don't really care for. Like, the whole, the all the scenes on the casino planet were, did kind of drag the movie out for me. Um... You know, but but like and like some of the pacing was a little off, but I don't know. I still enjoyed it for the most part. Um, but then like Solo came out and honestly, like that one, I mean, I was still willing to give the benefit of the doubt, but I was just like, do we really need to see an origin story for Han Solo? Like, or do we really need to see how he became the smuggler that we all know and love?
0: Right, right. It, Solo, to me, felt like, you know, just the what they thought would be the easiest cash-in, right? Like the lowest risk. And and actually, the ironic thing is that it was their, their worst uh, box office return. However, in some ways, I think it's the most fun of all the Disney movies that they've made uh, for Star Wars. It's a simple plot. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very optimistic movie. Um, yeah, I can see that. So, you know, The Last Jedi was definitely very artful, uh, from a mm-hmm. cinematic perspective and a character uh, perspective. I I think there's a lot of strength in that movie. Um, yeah. And I would say, if you didn't know anything about Star Wars, watch The Last Jedi, right? As mm-hmm. a, if you're a film lover. Sure. I don't know if it really fits into Star Wars in terms of some of the tone and some of the choices, But I liked it. However, you know, after watching The Rise of Skywalker in the way that it completely changed a lot of the decisions in Last Jedi, I kind of like it more now even, you know? Um,
1: I actually, uh, it's funny that you say that because I actually had the opposite reaction to it. Um, I honestly was kind of disappointed by Rise of Skywalker because Uh to me it felt like they they saw like all the people on like Twitter and Reddit or whatever who were complaining about The Last Jedi and they were like, oh crap you know what are we going to do we got to we got to save this franchise what are we going to do and so they like like in my opinion i feel like they tried too hard to appease the people who hated the last jedi and in doing so they just like disappointed everyone
0: well, you know that Lucasfilm keeps a paper library of every Reddit comment about Star Wars, and they have a, they have a you know, they pay, it's kind of like a sweatshop in Pakistan where they have uh, children printing out every mention of Star Wars on Reddit into this giant compendium, and then these, you know, they mail this stuff into this huge vault in Lucasfilm, and then Kathleen Kennedy goes down there at the end of her work, and she drinks Diet Coke and eats poutine, and she peruses these things and that's how the movies get made now it's a it's a remarkable process I'm surprised they haven't won an Oscar yet for it so
1: yeah exactly
0: It's a patented Lucas process, Lucasfilm process. So Mm -hmm. do you think, I mean, as a film critic yourself, uh, you know, thinking about The Rise of Skywalker and some of the problems maybe associated with it, there were a lot of great things also that happened in the movie. Did you find it deserving of some nominations for this award season with the Oscars and that? Or are you happy with the number of nominations it got? I think it just got one.
1: Yeah, I I know it got nominated for Best Original Score, which granted, if it's John Williams doing the score, of course it's going to get nominated. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm pretty happy with the nominations it got. Um, You know, like I figured if it would get nominated for anything, it'd probably just be, like, technical awards, like, you know, best sound design, best visual effects, best original score, things like that.
0: Right, yeah, and as I'm looking now, you know, it it did get uh, nominated for music, sound editing. Uh, Of course, it got nominated for best visual effects. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess you know, the the Oscars are very controversial this year. There's a, there's a lot of people who say, uh, you know, that all the films nominated for best picture are just these big negative kind of bummer movies. What what do you think about that? I mean, are you Um, big into the award season or?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen like every movie that's nominated for best picture and like some of the movies that are nominated, like, uh, like Parasite, the Irishman, uh, 1917 like some of them I can kind of see that but then like like once by a time in Hollywood I really I wouldn't really call that a bummer movie like that one yeah. actually was pretty funny thing um
0: well that's true you're right that is a good exception Quentin Tarantino's movies are rarely like just downers
1: yeah exactly um but uh I don't know I mean like but again like movies like Parasite and the Irishman like yeah those are kind of downer movies especially Parasite like like wow is that movie a downer
0: yeah I haven't seen it yet I'm gonna see it on Friday I'm really looking forward to it um uh you know having spent a lot of time in Asia I'm I'm really interested in how that translates into a bigger kind of you know Hollywood style film but cool. (laughs) cool so you know uh okay well um now since you do uh, use twitter and you're in you know the social media world the star wars fandom uh you know have you ever had like an article go viral or like have anybody like you know picked up on any of your stories that we might know about or has any interesting experiences in that way
1: um, unfortunately, no, my, my, as much, for as much as I do posts on my site, I don't really get a whole lot of exposure though. I do remember one time when I started doing my Star Wars reviews, I tweeted out like that. I really hope Mark Hamill like retweets one of my reviews cause he's, cause he's very active on Twitter. I, I follow him and unfortunately, well, you have
0: to be when you're running for president.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Honestly,
1: if, if Mark Hamill. No joke. If he actually did announce that he was going to run for president, I would so vote for him. I would, <laughs> it, without a doubt, I would vote for him. It would be free
0: blue milk for everybody.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think he retweeted any of them. Though I think mm-hmm. somebody actually did leave a comment uh, on that tweet saying that he totally should. Well,
0: Mark, if you're listening, uh, we'll let you out of the basement if you do retweet Film Nerd's uh, most recent uh, review of Revenge of the Sith, which is on his site there. So.
1: Well, actually, no. The most recent Star Wars review I did was uh, was Rise of Skywalker. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, Revenge of, the Ner- Revenge of the Sith just happens to pop up on the homepage.
0: Got it, got it. Oh, okay, so one of the, the ones on there. Well, um, great. Well, how long have you been doing the site? Tell us a little bit more about it and how you got into that, because, uh, you know, in my opinion, there are just way too few Star Wars fans who let their voices uh, you know be known on the interwebs uh, I can only think of like six or seven people who like to broadcast what they think about movies and Star Wars on Twitter so how did you get into it
1: um I've been doing I've had this thing now for almost two years I think um, it's kind of funny how I got started um at one of the uh, jobs that I that I had because um, even though I do enjoy writing movie reviews, it's not my main job. It's just kind of more of a side thing that I do. Um, but at one of the jobs I had, um, they actually let me design my own website, mostly just to be like testing ground so that I could like test stuff on the website without like breaking one of the sites that we actually run for a client. Right. And, uh, you know, I decided to make it about movie reviews because uh, anybody who knows me will tell you that movies are like, you know, a passion of mine. I just will go on and on about movies, no matter how much people try to tell me to stop. But yeah, then it just kind of turned into, into its own thing. And, you know, I've been, uh, you know, doing the movie reviews for like almost two years now. Um, just trying to get myself out there, you know, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the story in a nutshell.
0: Very cool. Well, we, we love your site. Um, have you ever uh, visited uh, kind of, there's a sort of a site that we work with a little bit, uh, filmgrouch.com. Uh, he runs a site that says a lot of similar kind of things with like reviews and he has a podcast as well. Um, so it's, it's nice to know there's other Star Wars fans out there. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he actually follows me on Twitter. Um, I, I I think I have checked out his site before, um, but I definitely uh, will, give, will give it another look.
0: Cool, cool. Um, now myself, you know, I wear a helmet um, from birth. I didn't never had a choice about that. Uh, <laughs> But even if I had been born with just a normal head, um, I think I would wear my helmet all the time to try to just protect myself from the vitriol and hatred of people who might try to bash my head in due to my opinions about Star Wars. Uh, Have you, as a result of your site or Twitter and your opinions about the prequels or the new movies ever run into that kind of experience arguing with fans about your passion uh, with Star Wars or (laughs) movies in general?
1: It's funny that you say that because uh, on the Facebook page, when I posted my review for I think it was solo, uh, some guy commented and said that uh, because I rated like the Last Jedi higher than like solo and some of the other movies, that my reviews are now invalid. And that's <laughs> and, and when I posted my review for Rise of Skywalker, that same guy commented and said, that again, because I rated Last Jedi higher than like Solo, Rogue One, and Rise of Skywalker, that my reviews are now invalid.
0: Wow. Wow. If you don't like eggplant, then your views on, uh, on strawberries, they don't matter at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. right. Cool. So, um, uh, did you do anything like uh, post a mean picture of him getting spanked by Darth Vader or send him, send him a box full of Johnson and Johnson, uh, no tears, baby shampoo and a <laughs> box of tampons or anything or. No,
1: no I, uh, yeah, actually I took a, I took a screenshot of the Rancor from return of the Jedi and photoshopped the guy in to make it seem like he was about to get eaten by it. Oh, very cool. <laughs> no, I, no, in, in all seriousness, um, I, uh, on the facebook page like i pinned a a little thing on there where i talked about how you know i i enjoy i appreciate people like sending their feedback and giving their honest opinions on the movies that i talk about and i'm and i open up open it up for discussion but at the same time i also don't want you know people to be spreading negativity around like you know i don't want it to resort to like name calling or bullying or anything you know like if you want to say like oh i hated this movie then Sure. Fine. You know, give your reasons and then move on. You know, don't don't you know, use it as an excuse to, like attack somebody just because they didn't like a movie that you liked. Right.
0: And, you know, for myself, I've been to a lot of counseling and therapy because I have the exact opposite goal. Um, as a fan I am trying to destroy everyone's joy and make every single fan out there as miserable as possible Um, and you know I've been through these sessions with my therapist and we just haven't come to any understanding uh, of why I'm just so obsessed with doing that and ruining Star Wars for so many people but um, in the case of other people out there that are fairly negative and and love to espouse this where do you think that uh, anger and vitriol really comes from?
1: Um, I think it's just uh, just expectations not being met, you know, with a lot of the with a lot of the Star Wars movies, you know, people just set their expectations like way too high. So they pretty much set themselves up for failure. Hmm. hmm.
0: Interesting. So it's funny Ooh. how nobody has these, uh, you know, feelings at all about the original films. Yeah, like, exactly. You it, don't see any of this kind of discussion about Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, Empire Strikes Back is arguably the best Star Wars movie ever.
0: Right. But I mean, I, th- I think that if Empire Strikes Back came out tomorrow, you would find exactly the same people saying exactly the same garbage about it. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. the women don't have enough roles in it or, oh, the women have too many roles in it. Like there was same groups would find exactly the same faults with this movie. Right. It's just <laughs> uh, it was lucky enough to not be birthed into the universe at a time where every peasant and pea brained idiot had a chance to, you know, uh, set off atomic bombs on the Internet with their opinion.
1: Right. Yeah, Exactly. Well, uh, I think maybe the reason why is because like. You know, because like nowadays, Star Wars is so ingrained in pop culture that you know everybody knows about it. But like hmm. back when the, the original Star Wars came out, like you know nobody knew anything about it. Nobody expected it to do well. Like the studio had no faith in it whatsoever. That's right. So it was like a huge shock when you know it came out. And like oh my god, it's making millions of dollars at the box office, and you know people and critics are raving about it. Like you know, back then nobody knew what a star Wars was. And so it was like this big thing that nobody had ever seen before. Whereas like nowadays, you know, there's so much star Wars stuff out there that, you know, that like, you know, people just go into it with like a new set of expectations. You know, they're hoping that it will be just as good as like what the original trilogy was. And it just won't ever live up to that.
0: Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, also, I just think that, like, people, you know, in 1980, for instance, weren't nearly as cynical as people in 2020 are.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, um, where would you like to see Star Wars go now? I mean, uh, Disney is not going to sell it to uh, to, um, Walmart or anything, right? <laughs> uh, I think they're going to hang on to the property for years to come. So, yeah. first of all, I guess, what would you like? And and then maybe secondly, where do you think they'll be?
1: Um, I guess in terms of where it goes from here, um, I mean, Disney's going to do whatever they want. You know, I mean, uh, they've been doing pretty well with The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, which uh, I still need to finish that. I've only seen the first episode. Um, but, I'm sh- but I'm sure they're going to do more spin-off shows on there. Maybe do, because uh, they you know, they've quote unquote ended the Skywalker saga. So I'm, well, I'm kind of hoping that if they do, cause they are probably going to make more movies. I'm just hoping that maybe they expand the universe a bit more, like kind of do stuff outside the Skywalker saga or, you know, just like try not so hard to just like, you know, bring back whatever fan base they may have lost with some of the movies. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, but like you said, like there's no way they're going to sell it. And in fact, if anything, Disney's probably just going to like keep absorbing more and more uh, studios, which is something I'm very afraid of. (laughs) No,
0: it'll be easier then because then every single thing that you are uh, worried about thinking, you can just turn on Disney Plus and it'll tell you what you should think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's going to be they're going to be like the aliens from They Live. Right, yeah, well, I can hope so. That would be wonderful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it'll be interesting, too, but it's just a question of how creative uh, they want to get and what risks they want to take. To me, it makes a lot of sense to tear it all down. Tear Mm -hmm. it all down. Do something that we have absolutely no context for. Uh, The only thing is that it just happens to be called Star Wars. And, you know, why not do a movie like 1917 in the Star Wars world like 10 million years before even the Republic and anything we've ever even heard about. And it's like all shot in one shot and it's rated R and you have these, you know, bizarre creatures and and warlords of people. Some of them can use this magic power that people don't even know is called the Force. I mean, who knows? The uh, chances of, of a movie like that are being made are so slim but mm-hmm. at the same time if a movie like that got made, it would break the universe. it would make so much money.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um, but then again it's Disney and they're not gonna you know I mean they're I mean hell at the time we're recording this uh, you know they're doing a Mulan remake and now there's even talks of a Bambi remake so there's wow. no way they're gonna take any sort of risks with it. <laughs> what if they
0: did uh, the remake of Bambi and Bambi's mother comes back from the dead <laughs> and she's become like this renegade deer who's like going to destroy the hunter that shot her and stuff, you know? Oh, that would be brilliant.
1: That that would actually, I would actually pay good money to see that. Yeah, yeah.
0: She wasn't really dead.
1: <laughs> or, or to kind of tie it into Star Wars, I'm just imagining that like, at some point in the movie, like baby's mom gets shot and then the mom comes back. as like a force ghost.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's about all we have time for, but, uh, film nerd, if you'd like, is there anything, uh, you want our fans out in the faking universe to know about you? First of all, you know, where can they find you? How can they correspond with you? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Um, well, my website is film nerd.com. I try to get out at least one to two reviews every week. Um, I have a Facebook and a Twitter page and I also have a Patreon uh, where people can offer me money basically just saying like, hey, we really like what you're doing, have our money. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously they don't have to donate any money, but any support I can get really helps.
0: Very good. Very good cool well we do encourage fans to get on there on Twitter at least and thank you for the interview we have some adoring fans who uh, no doubt will enjoy hearing from you and uh, I wish you all the best in the coming weeks and months and years as we prepare for uh, you know Star Wars 2.0 in the post saga post Skywalker saga era yep so cool and unfortunately that's all we've got time for this week you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars, and on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/realfakingstarwars. If you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSW Radio, and we'll read it for you next week. You can also get official Faking Star Wars T-shirts and other fantastic gear at bit.ly/fswmerch. That's bit.ly/fswmerch. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at StormDuper. Did you like our new format of doing our interviews? Maybe you know somebody who you'd like to hear interviewed by myself or the rest of the co-hosts here at Faking Star Wars. Go ahead and hit me up and we'll be sure to get in touch with you as soon as possible. If you like what you hear and want to support what we do, you can also visit our Patreon at patreon.com fakingstarwars. Sign up to become a patron. You support us fakers financially to keep making this great content that you love and you'll also get a very sexy reward for just as little as a buck a month. Big shout out to Darth Taxis and Keith Harmon who are still faithfully supporting us at the fake Jedi Knight tier. And lastly, have you written us a review? If not, please consider giving us a 5-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. If you write a funny review and give us 1 star, we will definitely read it on the air. Stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. Thanks to all of you and all of our followers for always listening. And may the foe be with you. See you next time.